everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 165, entitled Holiday Halls and 2019 Predictions. My name is Steve, and I am joined by our regular podcast crew. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Great. How's it going, everyone? Doing well, doing well. Did you have a good holiday season? Sure did. Um, not as much gaming time as I would like, but definitely had fun with the friends and family. So, Cool, cool. I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, and hopefully you, you had a good uh, holiday season as well. Uh, I did. I had uh, actually a great holiday season. Friends, family, and, of course, gaming. Cool, cool. I, I see you're, uh, you're back in your dining room, though, again. Yes. Is, there, is there more to the, uh, the computer saga? Of, there of- is. Yes, yeah. the computer saga continues. Just today, today, I went to go print out something. And I realized when I got my computer back, I'd never put my, my printer back on my computer. So I'm like, oh, yeah, search for printers because it's a, a Bluetooth. And it's searching and searching and it freezes and nothing happens. So I turn it off and turn it back on and it won't start back up <laughs> again. Exactly 30 days from when I got the computer back. So I had to bring it back to Micro Center, bring it in. They're not charging me to look at it because it's still under warranty. But they're like, yeah, she'll look at it tomorrow but we can't guarantee when you're going to get it. I'm like, oh my God, like I got this. So just for you guys, because I love you guys all so much, all listeners, I actually said, screw it. And I bought a laptop. Like this laptop <laughs> is not the laptop. I spent a grand on a laptop to make sure I could do some gaming. I could do some streaming and, and sure enough, I could be here. Now, the good thing is that there's a 15 day policy. So if my computer comes back and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to keep the laptop. I could at least get my money back. But at the least, I wanted to be here with you, and my wife's laptop is so slow, and it was, like, chunky. I'm like, no, I want to be here in full force for you guys. So that's how much I love you guys. Um, nice. Well, we appreciate that. And now, you, and if, if you have to keep it, you have always have a fallback now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hopefully you don't have to use that fallback very well, much. I, I hope I never have to. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm just, like, paranoid. You know, some people, you know, they get into a car accident. They get, like ptsd like they just don't want to drive and it takes a while like i have ptsd about turning my computer off like i am terrified i have nightmares about my computer coming back on and i have good reason at this point but yeah it's a yeah. scary thing it's true i had uh back when uh we you know the wii was the main uh console and everything i actually had a similar experience with my wii it, it ended up overheating and and wouldn't start and i had a, I had a little ptsd for turning my wii off actually uh for many times and i never knew if it was actually going to come back on so i i somewhat it can resonate a little bit yeah the difference is a wii is a lot cheaper to replace and doesn't store all your data for other things besides gaming as opposed to a computer very true. Very true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about tonight uh, as we kind of just, uh, you know, look forward to uh, the new year. We're going to talk a little bit predictions. Um, we're going to talk about our gaming halls over the holidays and what we got and uh, a little just show and tell or uh, at least uh, talking about some of our um, favorite uh, gifts over the years. Uh, but uh, let's jump into a little bit of uh, what we've been playing lately. So we haven't met and we haven't talked uh, for the last three weeks. Um, so hopefully you guys got an opportunity to play a lot of video games of the holiday season. I know I did. Um, so let's talk about what we've been playing over the last few weeks. Uh, Greg, go first. Well, as I already preluded a little bit earlier, I didn't have as much gaming time as I would have liked. So um, I actually did not play a single minute of Smash Brothers, and I'm very sorry to be saying that. Um, 
what I've been actually playing is uh, Dragalia Lost on iOS. I got pretty hooked into it, and I've been trading that one <laughs> on and off with Heroes. So, Wow. Wow. I'm I, so I, proud of you. <laughs> it's one of the main things I've been doing. It's actually been only able to really play on my phone, just to not really playing the Switch. I did play some Paw Patrol with my daughter because she was home these last two weeks, didn't have to go to school, so it was just kind of hard to boot up Smash Brothers with her always being around and her going to bed at much later times in the evening, so I didn't really have a lot of time to actually play solo, so... You could play against her. <laughs> How old is she now? <laughs> She'll be four at the end of the month. <laughs> perfect, perfect age to, to just get beat up by. This might be one of the last times you could actually beat her, Greg. She she might bypass you some at some point. So you get to take these opportunities while you can. <laughs> yeah, we. She she was starting to play some Mario Run, and she still thinks you have to like swipe up to make him jump up. So it's like you just have to tap the screen. It's like you don't have to do this complex gesture. You just got to tap it, but. <laughs> Now I'm curious, Greg. Um, with with our game of the year episode that we just recorded last year, um, you put for the 3DS Mobile, obviously Radiant Astoria. I totally agree, number one. But number two, you put Fire Emblem Heroes update, and then number three, you put Dragalia Lost because you haven't put that much time into it. Now, if we were rating it right now, would you put Dragalia Lost above the Fire Emblem Heroes update? unfortunately i don't think so because i'm still very invested in fire emblem heroes i've paid over a hundred dollars into the game and i still like am playing it like six hours a day or so <laughs> it's That's like fair. it's it's something that you could just leave on auto battle to grind out stuff that you need and i've just been grinding away resources and stuff like that because you can do the hero feathers to make promote all your characters and just a major time sink in my day to day. I should just drop both mobile games and just play Switch, but they're too addicting. They're, they're really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel the pressure to purchase anything in Dragalia Lost, so I think that's also why I feel that way. But I think it's more since it's, it like, a, it's, like, <laughs> it's like new characters, and I'm still mostly unfamiliar with it. Even though I did complete the main campaign on normal and most of the chapters on hard it's i don't know i felt like the i still think that the fire emblem stories like at least in book two and book three have been pretty solid so far just just wait until you get to the point where you have to do the high uh trials and you need a lot of resources you need like a level five elemental weapon uh five star elemental weapon at least to like 90 you need like a level five star dragon to 100 you need your hero maxed out with their mana spheres like and it's tough and like if you don't have that people would just like not even party with you like i haven't beat it yet um just because it's, it's like grueling mmo style difficulty but it's fun and it's like it's a goal to strive for i think i'll get there someday but yeah the yeah. year's event is making me burn all the stamina there so <laughs> That's a fun event, though. Hey, um, if you are uh, joining us in the chat uh, where we're doing this live, make sure you do uh, throw um, you know some some comments in there about what you've been playing. Um, we love to to hear what you've been playing as well. Um, shout out to uh, Javery and uh, Omar in the chat as well. And I know um, some of you guys are coming and gone, and and uh, if you jump in later, um, make sure you do throw it. And then even if you're listening to this later, um, 
throw, throw in there you know, your thoughts about all the news we talk about, our predictions, and especially what you've been playing. We'd love to uh, we love reading through your comments, and uh, we'd lo- also love you to uh, subscribe and uh, and share this with your friends as well. Uh, Barry, what have you been playing lately? Um, well, I uh, I have still played Smash. I've done a little more online. Uh, positive and negative uh, responses but the majority of uh of my time on smash has been literally logging in sending out my spirits on uh expeditions and uh that's about it i've come up with a little meta game with myself uh, like a meta goal uh on the spirit board because i have all the spirits uh including i got the, the three special ones for the mario uh thing that came out but there are spirits you can get by buying in the shop or by beating classic mode uh, or even by summoning. But, and sometimes they then appear in the spirit board. So what I'm trying to do is every time I go to spirit board, I check every single one for a clear and I'm trying to beat all the spirit battles because it's not as easy as, Oh, I have them all because there's plenty of spirit battles you may have never seen. Uh, So it's just a personal goal. There's no achievement for that, but it's just like, hey, I'm here. Let me go check and see. So I've been doing that. Bare minimum in Smash, though. Uh, the rest of my time, uh, I did Darksiders 3. Um, I've been looking forward to that game. I really enjoyed that game. Um, I don't think the reviews did it justice. And if you liked 1 and 2 and you're worried about it, play 3. Uh, if you're wondering if it continues the story, the answer is no, it doesn't. It's a prequel, uh, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Uh, and then I finally got to uh, Tales of Bizaria, which is two years ago now it came out. I uh, love the Tales of series. Vesperia comes out in the Switch this week. Um, and it's just like, I'm going to get through it. And my plan was to beat it before this podcast. And I'm right near the end. But uh, sma- uh, the sma- uh, my whole computer issue has certainly thrown a monkey wrench into that. Uh, but... That's where the majority of the time is gone. Other than that, Dragalia lost. I'm still playing. You know, done the New Year's event. I've just been farming at this point. I'm trying to build up my town just to do the higher end raids, and I'm just having a blast. And and actually, I've been having a lot of fun just talking with Greg about it, uh, just because it's great to get someone else into the game. And Steve, you really got to try because I think you'll really be pleasantly surprised. Uh, it, it honestly is better than it has any right to be. And that is the best description I could give. Like it is, it is worth giving your a shot, especially because it is free. Um, Pokemon Go. I've still been playing Pokemon Go, and I recently got back into Final Fantasy XIV a little more heavy because there is an update uh, tomorrow. Patch goes live. Uh, another reason I had to have a computer, uh, so at least I can do that content. And my wife got back into it, which is great. So that I'm playing with her. And uh, while I haven't done it, I've watched her play. Uh, Fitness boxing came out on the Switch, and she's mm-hmm. absolutely loving it. Um, so it is, it is one of those things where if you like exercise, if you like Wii boxing, if you like, you know, the other couple of Wii games like gold, uh, gym, uh, stuff like that, this is a game you would like, like it is, again, this is one of those games that probably is better than it has any right to be like, thinking like, Oh, the motion control, we're doing that again, but it works. Um, and That's yeah, cool. it is come highly recommended. Did, did you try the, the trial, like the demo first before you bought it or did you just go ahead and no, get it? No, no. I just got it anyway, but I, cause I knew she wanted it, but I was going to get it regardless. And I showed it to her on Friday. I was like, here, I got it for you. And she's like, bye. Like we had plans with 14. We were plans to do raids and stuff. She, nope. Gone. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to complain when my wife wants to play a game. I just let her have fun. <laughs> nice. Blake's joining in this chat. Hey Blake. And uh, Omar says that he's been playing exclusively uh, dead cells and hollow Knight, And he's waiting on the new super Mario deluxe. 
uh, U Deluxe on That's uh, the Switch. Switch too. Yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. Um, are you? Any, I know Blake's. Or I know uh, Barry's getting it. Uh, Greg, you planning on getting this one? No, I don't really. I think there's only a very few titles I would double dip on. Um, I even actually regret Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I've only played it a couple times. But oh well. Yeah, See, I, I, I need to Luigi. So yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't get Luigi and I'm actually, I'm kind of on the fence. It like, this is actually one that all the new super Mario games from uh, the Wii one to the Wii U game. Like it's something that I really enjoy playing with my wife. Um, so if she ends up saying, Hey, like this is something we could play again that I might, you know, end up getting it. But if it's just up to me, um, I don't want to necessarily purchase it again um, to play it again just by myself. But, but if it's something that, yeah, if if she's like, oh, this is something we could play together again, then that might tip me over. Kind of like you, Barry. If my wife says she wants to play a game, then okay, um, this is gonna be fun for both of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, I did. I didn't do Luigi. I bought it, but I never opened it. Just didn't have the time. So now it's like, you know what? I'm finishing Tales. I'm gonna be doing Final Fantasy the rest of this week. Uh, it's kind of like a nice palate cleanser to like the big RPGs, the more low key, relaxing platformer. Even though Luigi is, is supposedly harder. Uh, and I'll probably play, you know, with with Toadette and and Nabbit just to make it, you know, just more casual. And I'm fine with that. I just want to play some Mario. Uh, so for me, while yes, it's double dipping, it's a new experience, it's something I haven't experienced before. Yeah, I had played Luigi U, and I really enjoyed it, and I hundred percented it on Wii U. So I didn't really have that aspect to dive in to get that as well. But yeah. Yeah, um, I have been playing. Well, one of the games I'll leave out because it's actually uh, in my gaming hall. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about it later. Um, but I've also been playing the the Atari collection um, nice. on the Switch. Um, I didn't realize how many games were in that collection. It's like um, 150, right? Yeah, it's a ton of games and and a lot of different versions. So you got like, for instance, like Asteroids. You got the the uh, the arcade version, but you also got the 2600 version and the 5200 version. And so it's kind of cool to, to see the different styles of the different games and try it out. So, um, for a long time, I've wanted to, to go back and get some of the old, uh, systems like a 2600. And I've thought about even making, um, some like, uh, you know, use my raspberry Pi or something like that and making like a game machine, different things. But honestly, like I have pretty much everything I want in that one cartridge, um, on my switch. And so actually I, it's a downloaded version, um, cause I got it re- for review copy. And, uh, and so I'll be, you know, sharing some more thoughts uh, about it soon in my review, but, um, that's been really fun. And, um, let's see what else did I play? Little smash brothers, not as much, um, because I was around family and, uh, and what mostly takes the takes place the last couple of years, I've talked about this before. Um, when I'm around family, we pretty much just play exclusively Jackbox games. And, uh, that was, that's been a lot of fun. I got the new ones. So we played a little three, little four and a little five, um, of Jackbox games. And, it's just a ton of fun to uh, to sit back and and I, I love <laughs> for me that that uh, I for many years like I had brought my my all my games and con- controllers and everything like that uh, when I traveled for holidays and everything and it was just a lot like I had sometimes have an entire bag just dedicated to all the video games that I was bringing to my family's house and uh, with the Switch it's gotten so much better because it's so compact you know compact and, and small and. And uh, this year I didn't even bring all my controllers because I knew that we'd be playing mostly Jackbox and everybody just plays on their uh, on their phones. 
So that was great. I didn't have to worry about, you know, bringing all my junk with me. And, uh, and, and it was a blast just to sit back and play some Jackbox. Al, do you bring your dock as well? I do. Yeah, I bring I bring uh, a dock. I actually have three docks. Um, so I have one that's set up on my on my computer all the time for like recording and for streaming. I have one that's set up on my TV, um, and then uh, I have one that I just always keep in my bag um, that I take on the go. So if like I go over to a friend's house that doesn't have a switch and a dock, that I can uh, just bring that with me. And so that was the one I I take. Yeah, that's that's smart. If I if I brought my switch places, I would definitely have a travel dock. But I'm more paranoid about bringing my switch to other people's houses because I don't want it damaged because it's all there in one piece. You know, it's it's everything, the whole console. Yeah, yeah. I was looking into uh, getting some one of those um, the travel docks or whatever, but then I, a lot of people were saying it was like breaking their switches and everything. So I was like, I'm going to stay away completely from that, and I'm only going to get the uh, the you know, official Nintendo branded ones and. Uh, and they were on sale for a while at our Walmart for like $20 off. It was like, I think they're normally like 80 and they were 60 or something like that. And so, um, yeah, I ended up picking up two um, when they were a lot cheaper. So um, I also played some Pokemon Go as well. And uh, Barry, I, I was going to ask you because I know you got Pokemon um, uh, Let's Go. Uh, yes. Do you use the, the the Pokeball Plus at all? Like, is that something you use a lot or is it because they now have them in stock? I've been thinking about it and looking at it. And like, is it worth it just for Pokemon Go? Um, it is actually really good for Pokemon Go. Um, I use a gotcha for the most part when I do it. And so does my wife. But she's used... Uh, the Pokeball for Pokeball, uh, Pokemon Go. Um, it is great because unlike the original Pokemon Go uh, add-on, the Pokemon Go Plus, uh, this auto-spins Pokestops for you. It will not auto-catch, but it will auto-spin. And that's the main reason why I'm thinking about it, actually, because I miss so many stops. Like, See, it's the gotcha. If you get the gotcha, that you could set to not only auto-spin, but auto-catch which is great for if you're just burning Pokeballs. Um, but that's not a Nintendo product. It, you know, it works. Don't get me wrong, it works. But if you want, like, hey, you know what? I want to use Pokemon Let's Go. I want it for, like, a dual purpose. You can't go wrong with the, the Pokeball Plus. Um, absolutely not. It's a great controller. Uh, you get Mew. You get the ability to take your Pokemon out, and that's always fun to travel with and come back and get experience. It uh, kind of adds to the whole game. And then on top of that, you get the Pokemon Go features. Cool, cool. Well, I I may end up getting one before next podcast then, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely been looking at them for a while. Um, Omar says he actually has the Nyko uh, one and uh, continually threatened to uh, brick his switch, but so far so good. So that's good. Good for you, Omar. Thanks for keeping trying. Uh, keep reporting back if it ever bricks. Uh, let us know because uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been willing to bite the bullet yet, even though those things are a lot smaller. I don't know. I have the Insignia dock um, from Best Buy for the Switch that I actually got well, two years ago now for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 so that I could play because it was like 40 bucks. I'm like, oh, it's so much cheaper. And it worked great. And then the whole bricking thing, and I've been paranoid, and I, I went out and got another Nintendo dock. Like, nope, I'm not even touching this. Like, it's still here. I have it, but I'm like super paranoid about even chancing 
because again, everything's on that switch. You brick it, it's it's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Blake's saying I should try Pokemon Let's Go. I know, I know, but at this point, like, I'm just gonna, I'm staying back, and I, I think I'm just gonna go all in on the next Pokemon, the official Pokemon game. But, uh, but yeah, I am. Uh, now, now here's a question: What if they announce, and I have a, I have a real good suspicion that they're gonna do this, um, that the new Pokemon, Pokemon Gen Eight, is going to connect with Pokemon Let's Go and allow you to take the original Kanto from Let's Go over to Gen 8. If you're going all in on Gen 8, obviously you could start with Let's Go and be ready to go for Gen 8. Is that something you would do? I would definitely consider it. Like if that if that would be the only way to get some of those original Pokemon in there and and everything and they don't like open up to the whole uh, Pokemon bank and all that stuff, um, then I would highly consider it for sure. Yeah, I would, be, I, I, I would be shocked if they didn't allow transfer between the games. Yeah, and and I think if that's if that's the only way to get some of those, and, and I th- and and they really show that there there's a lot, you know, there are a lot of reasons why you want to do that and everything. If they pitch it well and and all that, then I would I would definitely um, be interested in, in, in picking it up for that reason alone. Oh, you um, should. It's a fun game. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it is, but uh, yeah, I've. So as we've said many times before, not enough time. <laughs> not enough time. Yeah. Oh man, I, I still want it. I gotta get more time in, in Smash Brothers to to unlock all the stuff and everything too. I'm, I've got all the characters, but I'm far from like all the uh, all the 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 spirits and all that stuff. So I need to spend some more time with that. And there's 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 just not enough time. So. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's move on to some news discussion uh, before we jump into our gaming halls and all that stuff. Um, and one of the things that I we wanted to talk about uh, quickly is that um, there was a, an article that BBC uh, posted that uh, the that the gaming uh, world, the gaming itself, is worth more than video and music combined in the UK. Um, the industry, the the video game industry uh, is worth 3.86 billion pounds. Um, I think if I'm reading that correctly, and uh, that's more than double its value in 2007. And um, success of largely uh, based on three major games, uh, FIFA 19, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. It's basically like, if <laughs> so essentially they the gaming industry in the UK is, if you put the video game or the video industry and the music industry together video games have made more than that um what do you guys think about that like is is that surprising to you or did you guys expect this happening and this is like oh yeah of course this is going to keep happening i i totally knew it barry what do you think uh this is not surprising if you think about the music industry uh while there will always be new artists the music industry has taken a hit thanks to digital um, ever since the internet, I mean, there was the whole Napster, you know, Livewire, Kazaa thing. Um, that certainly hurt the music industry. Movie industry, it's not huge over in Europe. You think about how many movies are made over there. Not that many, you know, compared to Hollywood. And you look at those three games. FIFA, it's soccer. Soccer's huge in Europe. Huge. Astronomical. Like, you can't even, you can't even put a candle on it. Then you look at Red Dead. Red Dead's been been you know anticipated for so long, and then finally you have Call of Duty. I mean, what's to say Call of Duty just sells? And another thing with all three of those titles is they're all multi-platform. 
And whenever you deal with a multi-platform game, it's it's nine times out of ten, especially a big one, is going to sell more than an exclusive because it just reaches a larger audience. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to see that. It shows that this industry is growing. And if this grows, you know who wins? Gamers win. Obviously, the people in the industry win as well. But but from our perspective, we win. We all win collectively, regardless of what platform you play on. And uh, will that happen in America? I guess only time will tell. Um, it's harder here because we have Hollywood. Hollywood movie industry is, is huge, absolutely huge. And we have Disney. And Disney is huge. So, you know, it's really, really tough. Um, but it, it could get up there. And that you were seeing more cross promotions. I mean, there's the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, movie coming out, which is infamous at this point. I mean, they even the Golden Globes, whatever, they just even made fun of it, um, which was hilarious. I don't know if you saw that or not. I didn't. And, no. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey was said like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a movie. It's coming out in the fall. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog. And they're like, oh, well, we won't see you up here for that, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like is it's pretty funny, um, you know, and, and that tech to Pikachu, of course, uh, you know, last year we had like Tomb Raider and all this. So gaming movies are, are getting their Mario movies coming out, Wreck-It Ralph um, with this bleeding. It's, you know, into multi industries. It's really the sky's the limit. As long as people want a game and as long as developers keep putting out quality games that don't you know rape us with microtransactions that aren't broken buggy messes that are quality um that really it's not going to be long before it probably overtakes every industry or at least has a foothold in every industry yeah yeah um piers uh harding rolls um according to the bbc article um he's the head of games research at ihs IHS market uh, said that during the last five years of the game sector has benefited hugely from the mainstream adoption of games, apps and smart devices um, and the transition from physical distribution to digital distribution and established parts of the market, such as console gaming. And he says games are now truly mass market and a very important part of the entertainment sector. Uh, Greg, where are we going from here? now that games are like a big thing, like overtaking the video, uh, industry overtaking the music industry um where are games going from here you think it's obviously just going up and up and up <laughs> i mean i think it just even like with the wii we saw like a huge increase of more people that like identify that actually do play games because i think obviously when you, if you just played solitaire on your computer you didn't really call yourself a gamer but then as soon as you were playing wii sports then it was considered like oh yeah solitaire really is a game and then i do play games casually and i think that really kind of expanded the market from there on out so i think as a more and more like we have like mobile phones that play tons and tons of games and as people are either just playing that and then when they want deeper experiences they know to go to the dedicated consoles that we have and i just see it just continuing to grow as long as like we continue down like the having physical and digital versions of the games. Cause I do think one of the part of the decline for like the music and even the movie industry is that a lot of that stuff is now like dumped into services. So you're now getting like Netflix and Hulu and um, whatever, like Spotify and like iTunes and stuff. So I don't think there's a lot of like transactions on like the actual physical side anymore, like so much anymore, like with the DVDs, Blu-rays and like CDs and I think all of that kind of stuff has kind of been much more pushed aside. 
So I think as long as we continue to have like game cartridges and discs and stuff produced, I think it's just to continue to grow and not be dumped into a service where you just pay like whatever, I don't know, a hundred dollars a year and you get like, I don't know, like thousands of games, but I doubt publishers can be willing to go down that route, especially for these highly developed games that like breath of the wild, you certainly couldn't put that on any type of service and expect Mm -hmm. like a, good return on it but yeah but then you but you do have uh companies like you know like microsoft that has the that have the xbox uh game pass and and sometimes a lot of times they're putting brand new games on that but a lot of times it's games that have been out for a while and it's kind of like a netflix um for for games essentially and that's been proving to be really uh beneficial to the gaming uh industry as well i think so i think both by doing the brand new games and keeping pushing those but they do have you know, like the, like the movie industry has been, you know, keeping, they've been keeping up, I guess. And I think both of those together, I think it continue to, to push gaming and in, into the, the forefront of everybody's minds. And Nintendo has really played a big role in this. I think one of their, the blue ocean idea, especially with the Wii and getting the casual stuff and everything that they're probably, in my opinion, one of the major players in, in bringing gaming to the level that it is today. Um, Barry, do you think that they're going to continue playing that, or do you think they're actually going to kind of transition a little back and and focus more on the hardcore? Or they're, or are they going to keep playing that big role and pushing gaming's uh, the future? I know we've talked about like how things have changed over the years. They've kind of changed their focus a little bit from the from the Wii, but do you see it changing back again in the Switch, or, or are they going to keep going to the hardcore? I don't think Nintendo's ever changed their focus from pushing gaming ahead. I mean, ever since. Uh, the dawn of their video gaming, they've been innovating. You know, the Game & Watch was innovative. The NES with the D-pad, you know, added on from the Game & Watch was very innovative. The Super Nintendo, the Game Boy, innovative. Even the Virtual Boy, innovative. You know, the Rumble from the N64, innovative. I mean, all these things uh, have been consistently innovative. Do I think they're going to slow that down? No way. Do I think they're going to cater to hardcore? Yes. But I think they're going to do both. I think they're going to give hardcore the game they want while at the same time being innovative. And there's no better example than just the recent releases on the Switch. Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, very innovative games, but still hardcore. ARMS, innovative game, hardcore. Splatoon, innovative game, hardcore. Uh, even Pokemon Let's Go, while the hardcore may have cried foul, it was a very innovative game. And I think that's where they're constantly going. Because if you are afraid to innovate, if you're afraid to try something new, you become stale. And to some people, that's fine. You know, 15 million people will go out and buy Call of Duty over and over every single year uh, because it's a fresh coat of paint. But it's not as innovative as it used to be. Assassin's Creed suffered from that problem. And what did they do? They took a step back. They realized it. And the last two releases were much more innovative than the, the earlier releases. So I think that Nintendo will continue to play a part, especially when you factor in just just this, this generation, there's been a lot of sales. I mean, PlayStation is, what, over 80 million now with PS4, Xbox One, over 30 million. Uh, Switch is over 25 already. Uh, I'm not even counting 3DS or Vita. Um, But if you just look at those three numbers, you're looking at 
you know, 130 million, 140 million uh, in in terms of sales. Now there are some double dippers or triple dippers there, myself included. Um, so it's really not like 140, you know, thousand people or 140 million people. I mean, it's it's a little less than that. But there's 7.7 billion people in the world. Let that sink in. Like as even even like the PlayStation Two, which was the the best selling home console, is like 145 million. 145 million is impressive. But there's seven over seven billion people in the world. That's a huge huge market that hasn't been touched. It's a very small percentage of the population that actually games or at least owns a console. Very very small. There's a infinite potential there. To, to tap in. And Nintendo tried to do that with the Wii and they succeeded. And they're trying to do it a little bit again. Um, they're talking about like their Blue Ocean games and all that. And is it going to succeed? Most likely. But what I want to see is even with this, the phenomena that the Wii was, I'm waiting for them to come out and somebody capture that $7 billion. Like something that everybody... WoW hasn't been able to do it. Fortnite hasn't been able to do it. I'm waiting to see who does it because there's a big potential there. Even Angry Birds couldn't couldn't come close. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you're ahead on to something. Like it might be in the mobile scene if it does happen because you know a lot of places don't have the the ability to to have you know they don't have a te- a nice TV they don't have like kind of money but a lot of people even in like the developing countries have have mobile devices they have cell phones and I wonder if it is going to happen there or not. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Is Nintendo going to continue to play, be a big player in the gaming industry going forward, keep pushing things, or, or are they going to, are they falling behind? I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like they're slightly falling behind it a little bit, but I would think if they do have like a Nintendo phone that was like rumored, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago <laughs> at the least, um, I think that would be a step forward in that kind of direction. So if they're able to control like the, stuff that's put on like their actual phone and the games that are playable on it, along with it, having all the other apps and stuff that you really need, like social media and not trying to block all that stuff, then that might be a more secure space to allow that. Cause if the games only play on their own phone, then that would, could be a cornerstone thing in there as long as they have like the other part of the market, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I would think you would need a reason to actually get the phone though, but and that might be a harder sell to the average consumer. It is like, well, why do I want to pay for that when I can just buy an iPhone or something? Right. I don't right. know. Especially for people like uh, like myself who is totally bought into the Apple ecosystem. And like it, even though I love Nintendo, it's going to take a lot for me to kind of step away from that Apple ecosystem. Um, yeah. Plus, we can see how awesome they've done with the online services over these years. So it's like... <laughs> Do you really trust it to make a phone call? Especially <laughs> like somebody like in the same state. I'm... <laughs> Good point. What about someone in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe that's the only way you're going to be able to play online in the future. It's not just their app. You have to have their actual phone. Um, or, you don't have to have a second phone just to use the voice capabilities of it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and, and Hassan looks like he's in there. He he, he thought you, you gave away all your games there, Barry, but um, you, you put him in, your, in his place to get back in captivity. So. Yep. <laughs> I, I have um, to. Yeah, you have to. Hey, uh, speaking of the future of Nintendo, um, so President Furukawa uh, of Nintendo actually had this interview recently with uh, Nike Nikai. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's N I K K E I, and um, 
and Nintendo Everything uh, had a had a miniature like a small uh, translation of it, and um, it seems like they they kind of left it open. the The headline for their article was Nintendo President on Risk, Innovation, and Reducing Business Instability. Kind of seeps it keeps it pretty you know simple, easy. Just kind of seems like that's what the the article was about. And there are a couple different things in that article. Uh, where they ask him to kind of the future of Nintendo, where he thinks he's going, how, what kind of approach he's taking to leading the the company, and uh, there was a particular question. I think a lot of it comes down to this one question, um, and and different sites have been running with this news and in so many different areas. And uh, I know our friend uh, Barry's friend uh, RGT eighty five kind of did a video on this. I watched it a little bit too. I was trying to get a, a broad picture of what's going on with this um, because I know people have have ran in all different directions and uh i'll I'll read the the question i think a lot of people have been running with and uh, i want to discuss this a little bit more see what you guys are thinking and uh the question was uh, have you ever run into innovation dilemma where the company's past successes were too big making innovation uh impossible and furukawa according to this translation on nintendo everything says uh we aren't really fixed uh, fixated on our consoles at the moment we're offering the uniquely developed Nintendo switch and its software. And that's what we're basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience on that being said, technology changes and we'll continue to think flexibly about how to deliver that experience as time goes on. Um, it's been 30 years since we started developing consoles Nintendo history goes back even further than that. And through all the struggles that they have faced, the only thing that they've thought about was what to make next. In the long long term, perhaps our focus is, as a business could shift away from home consoles. Flexibility is just as important as ingenuity. Um, and so basically, a lot of people have been saying, um, Nintendo is stepping away from home consoles. Like... What what's this all about? And uh, and there's some people like RGT eighty five. It's saying no, that's that's ridiculous. This is kind of a just a general statement. Um, so what do you guys think about this? What's your interpretation of what uh, President Furukawa is saying here? Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Oh boy, uh, I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate this so so much. Oh my god. Um, well, for starters, if you look at Nintendo's history. You just take a look. You don't have to be a scholar of Nintendo. Just do a Google search, Nintendo history. Take five minutes of your time. You will see that they've been around since the 1800s. You will see that they have done everything from playing cards to toys to Lego-like blocks called the NMB blocks to shooting galleries and shooting guns to owning love hotels to gambling and roulette all this before even stepping into video games there's no country no company that will stay out there that long without innovating there's no company that will be we're just going to do this and this it'd be like if ford was still making model t's like no they're innovative the car yes it's still the automotive industry but the automotive industry is consistently growing video games didn't exist at the time so they had to do what they had to do and this quote is just pretty much saying if for whatever reason video games start disappearing and the profit isn't there and all that then they will think about looking 
at where to go next because that's how the company has always survived. That doesn't mean they're exiting the console strategy. That doesn't mean they're exiting anytime soon. They even mention like right now we're doing the Switch and later on there'll be a successor to the Switch. Oh my God, it's not like they haven't been doing that since the 1980s. Um, this is nothing big. This is this is almost like him saying, hello, I breathe air and I drink water. I mean, it's it's status quo. But the thing I hate the most about this is the people who are running with this and are doing clickbait articles that are spreading lies, clickbait videos that are spreading lies. And, and all this is just like, oh, my God, Nintendo's out of the console industry, blah, 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 blah. And what's worse is you have then those clickbait articles. You have the toxic filth that that then comments on them with with the whole oh about time you know I, that that I knew they were going to go out and it's like did you even take a moment to read it no because you're not worth it and and I've had so many arguments with people over the past you know few days since this has come out uh, just on like even just Facebook like I've actually said to several people how can you be so dumb I told people that they really needed to go to a clinic. Because they they level on a new level of retardation that needs to be documented. Like I can't even imagine what's in the water wherever they live. Like it is so bad. Like and there's so much controversy over such a simple quote. When when there is no controversy to begin with, it's people not using reading comprehension, which is now a lost art, to understand what's being said. And and thanks to social media, they are spreading this misinterpretation. And it's catching like wildfire because what sells better? Nintendo says they're going to keep doing what they're going to do that they've survived over 100 years. Or, oh, my God, Nintendo's out of, out of the console business. Oh, it's over. Doom, gloom. You know, one, 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 one. You know, like that's going to click more people. And it's just terrible. It's uh, this whole thing needs to go away because it's, it's nothing to begin with. You know, there's an expression that says making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, they've literally made an entire planet out of an anthill. Well, Greg, um, since Barry's held back and didn't share his real opinions on this, we need you to really like, uh, share some real thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like a lot of fake news, all that wonderful stuff. But I guess we don't have to dive deeper into that uh, rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, thankfully, I haven't really been all over social media. So, I mean, I kind of missed the article and I was just kind of like reading through it before we started the podcast. And basically, as Barry said, it's not any indication of that they're dumping it. It's just, that's how they've always adapted to whatever market they want to be a part of. They're always innovating. They're always continuing to look at different aspects and go where the, like the company can make money. So, yeah, I mean, I've kind of felt like the, even like the home councils have always been kind of more on decline. I mean, outside the Wii, I mean, pretty much you see like a chart of all the councils that Nintendo has made. It, the, it's just a downward trend. I mean, everyone knows that like the, they're been much stronger in the handheld space with, from the Game Boy. Those kind of seem to be skyrocketed up with like the DS hitting it really big time as those consoles released. So the switch being that gap between the at home, like the, um, portable and the home console experience is probably where they why they've struck gold this time around. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'll continue more down like a handheld route, maybe with like some plugins to TVs. But other than that, I mean, I don't really. I mean, 
it kind of makes sense to me if they kind of abandoned like the home council traditional experience and just left it with like the on the go type of council. That's <laughs> fair, always Greg, been their strongest suit. You're you're looking at a skewed data, and there's several factors to take into account. If you look at just Nintendo home console sales ever since the NES, it's constantly gone down to the Wii and then down again. And obviously the, the, the Switch is greater than the Wii U, so it's on an upwards trend. Um, it looks kind of bleak if you just look at that data, taking yep. it like that. But there's two factors to take into account. One, that outside of the Wii U, they've consistently posted profit. So despite the declining sales, there's been profit on the consoles as well as the games. So that is something to take into account. Even though it looks bad, like, oh, my God, we're going down, it's still profitable. And anytime you're in a business and you're doing profitable, you're, you're doing well. The second thing is if you just look at Nintendo, you're only looking at one small part of the industry. you got to look at what Sega did, what you know, Atari did, what Turbo did, NEC, and, and, and then obviously you know, Sony and Microsoft, and take that into account to get a full view of the industry as a whole, not just what Nintendo's doing. And if you look at that downward trend, a lot of it has to do with competition. The NES was out there because the NES didn't really have competition. Yes, it had the Sega Master System. Yes, it had the Atari 5200. But those are blips on the radar. Ever since the Super Nintendo on, because the Genesis and the Turbo Graphics came out, Nintendo has had competition. It has not been a one-man show. So once there's competition, now there's people dividing. Yes, there's some people buying multiple consoles, but a lot of us... You know, and a lot of the gaming industry, we were children, so we couldn't buy more than once. So we, you know, people who bought a Nintendo then got a Genesis, and that's all they got. They never got a Super Nintendo, so now Nintendo lost that sale. And then, oh, they got a PlayStation, and they never got an N64, so they lost that sale. And if you factor all that in, Nintendo is doing fine. They've made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. The N64, they lost a lot of third-party support, and they lost Square, and they lost. You know, the cartridge may not have been the best format. You know, and GameCube with the mini discs, they, they made mistakes. Nintendo has always done their own thing. But to say the console is on a decline is just asinine when you factor in everything else. It's interesting too that I think one of the the big quotes, and I'm going to go back to the the first part of this article. Um, and this is one of the first things that the Furukawa says. He says, we're in the entertainment industry. And I think that's, that's one of the things that has kind of been missed as well, because we think that Nintendo is in the video game industry because that's what they have been doing um, primarily in, in our lifetime. Um, that's that's how people know Nintendo is because they're the video game company. They're the ones that you know turned it around back in the '80s when there was a crash, and all of a sudden Nintendo came on the scene, and and all of a sudden they've been leading the the way, and now their their characters and their their IP are like household names, and so people know clearly they know Nintendo because of the video game industry. But I think President Furukawa makes an incredibly important point. They're the, in the entertainment industry, and. The last several years, video games have been the thing they've chosen to to use to make a lot of profit in the in the entertainment industry. But there's also other ways to make inter, uh, money in that industry, and they had been doing it for many many years before they entered video games. Um, and I wonder if one if people thought the same thing, you know, when they said, "What you're not going to be making cards anymore? You're going to be making playing cards? That's that's who Nintendo is." Well, no, no, they were in the entertainment industry then too. And wait, you're not going to be making toys anymore you're making video games that's crazy like video games crashed like video games are nothing and then all of a sudden now they're the, they're the leading 
you know, company in the industry for a long time. And so I, I think there's always that, that change factor as well. Like, I don't like the idea of them getting away from, from, you know, video game consoles. And maybe there might be some day down the line that they actually make that switch because that makes sense for them. And I know when that does happen, I, as a, as a, you know, a product of, of our culture who hates change is going to be, Oh, I can't believe they're stepping away, but they're going to come up with something. As long as they keep that, that mindset of, you know, we're going to keep innovating. We're going to keep, you know, uh, trying to lead the way as much as we can in the entertainment industry. I'm going to, you know, be pleased hopefully with what they choose to do next. If it is away from video games eventually. Um, but I don't know, especially in light of what we talked about in our, in the last article, I don't know if video games are really going anywhere and I'd be surprised if they did step away from home consoles or video games altogether in the next, in, in my lifetime, at least. So. To be fair, Steve, um, they have never stopped making Hanafuda cards. You can still buy Hanafuda cards right now, still made from Nintendo. Uh, they never left that industry. And I'd argue that they really haven't truly left the toy industry. A Rob was a toy. The Zapper was a toy. It was just an extension of their their Lycan stuff before. The, the the Super Scope was a toy. And look at Labo, as recently as last year. Uh, that's right. a toy. <laughs> it's true, and that's what. And that's even how they entered the video games. They said, "This is just toys. This, these are what we're making already." And uh, and I think and I think that's the case. They're going to keep looking for other ways to innovate and other ways to make money. And they're you know they're entering into the theme park industry and all these different things because they're continuing to think broadly in the, in, in all of entertainment and not just you know, solely fake focused on, uh, on video games. So Omar, Omar in the chat actually brings up another one. I forgot about Amiibos toys right there. Yep. There you go. Totally. So yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I think that this has blown, been blown way out of proportion and, uh, and hopefully that one of the reasons why we went and talk about this uh, on our podcast is kind of to clear the air and, and hopefully for, for you guys that do listen, you guys, as you watch, um, we can kind of soften the blow <laughs> that a lot of, uh, other podcasts and not only a lot of their news industry and everything has, has really given to this and just, uh, like, blown it out of the water um, from what it, I think it was originally intended to say. And, uh, and hopefully, um, you know, when you see this stuff anymore, we would just encourage you guys to, to read what is actually being said. And, and instead of just uh, the interpretations of, of a lot of people out there that who are maybe just going after some clicks or, or trying to, to find ways to, to throw jabs at Nintendo. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of, of other ways to throw jabs at Nintendo, <laughs> but by all means, yeah. like they are horrible at online services. Throw jabs all you want there, but uh, not to make up, you know, stuff that that he didn't actually say. Yeah, and really quick, I mean, I know it was like 10, 15 years ago. Didn't they also say like they would never cease developing their own platform unless they determined like a competitor's platform met like their set of standards that they want for their games? So. It's not like they're just going to like, oh, now that PlayStation finally has like their own like Switch dock and stuff. I mean, we're going to develop there instead. I mean, I don't see that happening anytime soon. They're going to continue to develop a platform at the cost that they are able to manufacture it and still be able to turn a profit on it. So I don't see them leaving the console space at any point in the near future either. So what a lot of people don't realize about being the console manufacturer is it's very lucrative. You get profit per unit sold, and then you also make a money per software sold, even if it's not your own. You make more profit if it is your own. 
and you know, Nintendo makes more profit on their own games. Um, the reason companies like Sega went out is they were losing money. They, the, the consoles weren't selling enough, and they weren't making money. You look at like the original Xbox. The original Xbox sold like 25 million, like a couple million more than the GameCube. But the difference between Microsoft and GameCube and Nintendo, while technically Microsoft did beat Nintendo, on all 25 million Xboxes, Microsoft actually lost money on every single unit sold. And, and Nintendo, on the other hand, actually posted a profit on every single GameCube sold. So you have to factor that in, too. Totally. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Just like Sony had the space to bleed when the PlayStation 3 didn't do a little bit. Oh, yeah, they bled. Yeah, so... So far, Nintendo's only sold a console at a loss once, and it was the 3DS after they had to cut it $70 because it just failed to perform. And it shows that Nintendo's willing to do that. Like, they do not want to sell a console at a loss, but they do not want to let a console die unless its name is Virtual Boy or Wii U. And even those they sold at a profit. That's true. That's true. Well, that's enough for news tonight. Let's move on to some uh, some happy stuff because uh, this is this is just a bit depressing. I think about all the ways people have been sensationalized and news and everything. Let's let's talk about our gaming halls. Um, hopefully, like we talked about earlier, you guys had some good holiday time, holiday gifts uh, giving, but also maybe some gift receiving. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we received around the holiday season. Um, Greg, let's go to you first and uh, let's show off your gaming hall this this holiday season well i didn't bring everything in here because there was only two main standout things that i really enjoyed um first let me uh grab through the camera <laughs> oh i took this out of barry's uh backdrop so <laughs> oh man oh, no that's where it went see that's the real reason i'm not downstairs is because <laughs> yeah I, I broke in last night and you weren't down there so yeah there's a little mario he lights up i can't really see the lights too well but um my wife had gotten this for me and that's gonna be really cool and that we'll be joining the space back up here somewhere i don't know if he'll be able to be as visible as barry's is because i think his computer uh, is closer to the backdrop <laughs> than where i put mine so that was the first item and then um Second item is something I got for my mom and dad, which I had my dad pre-order because obviously you needed a special account. And that is our little friend here with our joystick or the Joy-Con NES controller. So you heard some sounds earlier. That was me just unwrapping them just so then they can be (laughs) shown in their full glory. Wow. We had a live uh, unboxing then. We didn't even know it. (laughs) Yeah. Nice sounds of the world. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Those are those are pretty fun. So I'm guessing you haven't actually used the the NES controllers yet. Then not yet. No, because if you listen to my gaming <laughs> update, I didn't really play the NES online app, so it's like I don't even have a need to take them out of the box. So now that maybe that they're out of the box, I'll stick them on the charger, and then maybe on my train ride, I'll be playing like Mario Three or something. Nice style. Very nice. Yeah, I'm still I'm still holding off if I'm going to get them right. I'm, I'm some days I feel like, oh, I'm just going to hit the button and order them. And other days I go, oh, that's a lot of money. I don't know. Else. So I, I probably, maybe I should have put them on my, uh, my, my gift list as well and had someone else get them for me. Yeah. I had to give my dad like the login information because you have to log in with your Nintendo ID. So it was like, <laughs> so. Nice. Nice. I can't change the password if you're really insecure about your <laughs> family member having their information. So. <laughs> cool all right barry what'd you get over the holidays uh this is one of those things where you know like as a kid you're like oh here's my list of what i want 
<laughs> and you know, as you get older and older, it becomes less about receiving and more about you know giving. And and I told my wife flat out, I said, you know what? All I want is your health and happiness and just being here. And you know, that's what I, I told her. I, said, I don't need anything. Just need you here. Um, so we agreed. Where we're going to do gifts. Like last year, uh, we didn't get each other gifts. We got a new TV. Like it was a collective gift for both of us for the house. Uh, and she comes up and she says, I got you a few small things, which is, which is like daggers when, it, you know, she tells me this like, you know, 15 days before Christmas. And of course I didn't get anything. And I'm like, holy crap. Now what do I do? You know, so I had to, I had to find some stuff for her. Um, but so I, you know, I didn't get anything big. I'm like, all right. So, you know, a few small things sure. because throughout the whole year, I, I'm, I take the philosophy is I would rather give gifts throughout the year than one specific day. So I always, instead of like, Oh, I'm going to surprise her with this. I'm like, Hey, is this something you would like? If she says, yes, I just get it for her. Like no special occasion, just, just because I love you. Um, so Christmas morning comes and there's a couple bags and I'm like, all right, sure. You know, whatever. So, uh, First thing I opened was just actually the only Nintendo thing. Um, but it's funny because we were talking about it earlier on Christmas Eve. And I said to her, I said, look, you know, it's something I wanted, but I didn't get because it takes up space. And I need all the room I can get. So I, I opted not to get this, even though I wanted it. And sure enough, she was happy to hear that because she had gotten it for me. And you've probably seen this before. This is the uh, Breath of the Wild PVC uh, first four figure. Nice. Um, it's something I wanted because I love Zelda. But again, it's just the space. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, sure enough, I opened it up. And it just became funny because we were just <laughs> talking about it. And I was like, okay, well, now I have to find room for it. <laughs> but, but I'm so happy to get that. And then she gives me a bag. And I'm like, okay. I open the bag. And there's three things. So I'm like, okay. So it's three things small things and i could tell their games because of the shape i was like oh what, what did she get me though because you know she's got access to my catalog but i'm thinking what she get me turns out i totally forgot i did this uh i went on amazon and there were two games i was going to pre-order but i decided you know what maybe i'll wait i don't need to get them at launch so i put them on my wish list without realizing what you know anything and i forgot about them i literally forgot about them like is a couple years old um but sure enough she went to my wish list and found them uh and that is uh berserk of the ba and the band of the hawk for ps4 and kingdom come deliverance uh, two rpgs i was like oh you know what i'll get them down the road doesn't need them at launch so i got about them so it's not about the games it's the fact that she took the time to find my wish list and do that like it just made it awesome and then she was like all right this is the last one and when I opened this up, my jaw dropped. Like, because she told me, I got you a few small things. And that's what she told me, a few small things. And I, and I was expecting a few. So, so far, it was small. You know, the statue is big, but it's, you know, it's not like, it's like a, a regular first four figure where it's like four or five hundred dollars. Uh, you know, and the, the PS4 games, I know, you know, weren't like super huge. So I was like, cool. You know, I got her like Forza Horizon 4. Uh, so, like, I had no problem doing that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I opened it up. And there's been several games that she's known that I've wanted for a while. And we've both looked. And I knew she had on her watch list. But it was one, you know, several ones I, I wish I'd gotten earlier on. They've gone up in value. Well, sure enough, I'm opening up this wrapping paper and I start. And when I start to see what it is, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and she's so proud of it, too. And that is Snatcher on the Sega CD. Uh, for those that don't know, this is a Hideo Kojima game. Uh, father of Metal Gear Solid, 
and uh, this was only translated to America on the Sega CD. Uh, this is not not a cheap game. Uh, it's in fantastic condition, and I am overjoyed that she she did this. So this is not a small thing. <laughs> this is not a small thing, and and this is this this Mike. I would have to get many, many times what I got her just to even equal that one, let alone the other <laughs> things. Um, but I am overjoyed and, and very blessed and very thankful. And uh, yeah, I mean, that to, to me, I, I didn't need anything. And I walked away feeling like a king. That's cool. That's really cool. Have you played it yet? Uh, no, no, I haven't played it yet. Are Unfortunately, you play my, it? I, I probably will. Um, but when I get my retro room set up, but right now all my consoles, including my Sega CD, is sitting in a bin because we have to build the entertainment center to put the, the console, the TV, and, and get the Framemeister out of its box and, and do all this stuff. So we're behind on that. Um, so that's why I haven't done it yet. But I plan on playing it. Nice, nice. Omar said uh, she's a keeper. So yeah. Yes, I agree, Omar. She is <laughs> definitely a keeper for sure. <laughs> Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Um, I like kind of like you guys, like my, as we get older and, you know, become more adults and more of adults, that's, that's important that I say that because I don't think I'm fully an adult yet. Um, but year by year, I guess I'm getting closer. Um, and, uh, and a lot of times like, like I, if I want something, I go get it. And so, um, there's not a whole lot of gaming stuff that is on my, even my wish list when it comes around, you know, my parents still ask for wish lists and everything from me and, and stuff. And my wife and I have been doing more kind of experience things and stuff like that too. And getting like together, get gifts and stuff like a couple of years ago, we got a TV and stuff like that too. And so, um, and so I have only a couple things, but, um, but they are things that, you know, a couple of them that I, I wouldn't have gotten myself. So um, one of these is a, uh, my parents got me a Super Nintendo 2019 calendar, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and probably at some point when I was like um, seven or what, no, like nine or 10 years old, I may have gotten a calendar exactly like this at some point before, but not 2019. So um, it's got you know, like Super Mario World and Star Fox, Zelda, um, Link to the Past and Super Metroid, Super Mario Kart um, kind of stuff on it for every month. So that's kind of cool. The last couple of years I've gotten um, Nintendo calendars from my parents. Um, I also picked, uh, or it ended up not, I didn't pick up, I picked up and opened it. Um, <laughs> but a, uh, another, uh, GameCube controller. Um, so I had one myself already and now I have another one. So I have, I do have four wired, uh, GameCube controllers that I can, uh, use to play Smash Brothers with friends now. So I have two original, uh, GameCube ones and now the, uh, the two, um, new ones. Uh, I also ended up, uh, getting one of these, um, the 8-bit dough uh, G bros adapter so I can uh, plug it in and have wireless um, GameCube on there. And so that it's kind of cool. Cause I think as I understand it, you can use it with switch or you can use it with, uh, with computer as well. So I can kind of synchronize it to, uh, to either. So I could use one of those controllers on there. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think you can use either the the GameCube controller, but you can also plug in, I think, a um, like classic controllers as well, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, I think these are actually pretty cheap, so it's kind of a, a cool thing. I'll be unboxing it and you know testing it out and everything in future videos, so that's pretty fun. And uh, the final thing was a game that I'm playing. So I talked about um, the Atari Collection. Uh, this is a game that Barry would be excited that I uh, ended up getting a physical copy of. 
um, because that's all exists right now because this collection is only physical. And that's the uh, arcade, uh, actually Namco Ar uh, Museum Arcade Pack. And it's uh, basically it's got all the uh, Namco Museum games, but it also has um, uh, the uh, new Pac-Man games in there as well. Um, I'm forgetting the name, like the championship edition uh, two and plus on there as well as so it's all in one pack. The unfortunate thing is though, when I was opening this, I was pulling you know the plastic off as, as Greg was from his controllers earlier. And I accidentally grabbed under the actual plastic on the cartridge. <laughs> so um, it's not really in the best shape anymore. If you can tell, cause I, on a, I actually ripped a little bit of the original plastic on there, but I was, I was like, Oh man, I was like, I don't think it's gonna be worth anything, but it was kind of just disappointing that it happened. But uh, my wife told me she can get me another package or another case if I need it. But, um, but anyhow, that's been, that's been fun to play. Um, I love, I, I'm a huge fan of Galaga. I'm a huge fan of Pac-Man. Um, and it's cool just to have all those, again, uh, all the collection of these classic games, plus the Pac-Man Championship Edition and everything all on the same cartridge. And uh, it's been pretty fun. Well, well tell, tell your wife to buy you more physical games. <laughs> yeah. And while, while you're, she's at it, she should tell you that you're not coming to bed until you play some Torna. Gotta go. <laughs> Oh, uh, so let's let's move on to kind of uh, gifts of the past. And so I, we've talked about what we re just received and everything. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of reminisce a little bit about our favorite gifts from the holiday from holiday past. Okay, let's rewind the clock and talk back about when we were talking about some of Nintendo's uh, previous consoles. So um, the only one that I can confirm that I did get as a Christmas gift is none other than this little white awesome console so if you can see the name of it it says we so i got this back in 2007 and it was very hard to come by because those were very scarce upon release so i was very thankful to my mom that um was able to get one for me and um she she let me have it early, so like when she was able to secure it on Black Friday, she's like, "Your Christmas gift is here. Feel free to enjoy it up all the way through the rest of the year." So I had gotten that, and I was able to play Wii Sports, and then I had gotten a Twilight Princess for Christmas on Christmas Day that year, and then I was able to join in on that fun. So it was definitely really cool to have the console and in hand and as a Christmas gift. So I'm surprised you didn't play Twilight Princess on the GameCube if you had to wait that long for the Wii. I wasn't going to be double dipping. I mean, this does play a uh, GameCube game. I still have my GameCube memory cards tucked in there. So yeah, I also only played it on Wii. There was another gift that I can't confirm that I got for Christmas. And that was the NES, but out of the other consoles, I know I didn't get them for at holidays. So out of the, all the Nintendo consoles, it's the only one that I can really say that I've gotten at, at for a Christmas present, not purchased myself. So cool. outside the NES, which I don't know when we had gotten it. So nice. So did your your mom had to like wrestle people to the ground to get one, or is she just gonna happen to pre order it or have the how they off? Well, I had pre ordered it from a store that's called Game Crazy that's out of business. Um, this was when it was called the Nintendo Revolution. And I guess they weren't supposed to be selling pre-orders because it didn't even have a name. And it was like <laughs> two years even before they, they were releasing it. But they like offered to like, oh, you want to pre-order the console? And I was like, oh, sure, definitely. And put $50 down. And 
And then by the time it was the, they announced it and when it was coming out and then like I said, like, Oh, we don't have record of this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of unfair. <laughs> like yeah. I took the pre-order for it. And then I wow. went in there to talk to the manager and give him peace of her mind saying this is ridiculous <laughs> about how this is going down. And, um, so I guess they inserted me in the list. And then since I was kind of harassing them, calling every day, like, Oh, did you get more consoles in? Did you get more consoles in? Did you get more consoles in? Like, you know what? You're there's still, we couldn't get a hold of some, someone ahead on the list here. You can take this one home. And so, yeah. uh, Barry, what's, uh, what's one of your favorite gaming gifts from the past? Uh, well, unlike Greg, I don't have him in front of me. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Barry's in the storage room right now because of moving around and re- readjusting everything. Um, but the first um, was, I think it was our second or third Christmas. No, maybe it was second Christmas together. Um, you know, my wife now was just my girlfriend then. And she knew I liked games, obviously. And I wasn't expecting anything big, but you know, we, at that point we, we, you know, we were kind of trying to one up each other. Um, it was like that competitive edge, like, Oh, I'm totally going to get you a better Christmas. And, uh, she, she bamboozled me when I opened up my package and it was a uh, boxed top loader NES, um, that I had been looking for. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, like a total, like we were still early in our relationship. And like, that was, that was pretty, pretty big. You, you have a box top loader. And that's not right. boxed. It's just, uh, it's just top top yeah. Well, so, that's one of those systems where the box is harder to get than the actual system. So it's like, oh my god, you know, CIB top loader. Um, that blew me away, and uh, I don't have it because it's still in the storage room right now, still wrapped in bubble wrap because I don't want it damaged until I could put it out on display um, because of how much it means to me. The other gift uh, takes me all the way back to sixth grade. Uh, as a kid, my mother, like I grew up in a house with Atari, you know, not, not Atari 2600. I grew up with the Atari 8-bit computers, the 800, the 400. Um, that's what I gamed on. That and the Commodore 128, they were my consoles of choice, the Amiga, you know. And when the NES came out, I really wanted it, but I, didn't, I couldn't get it. And my mother told me, I could get it if I can get on the principals list. That was, you know, the top list in school, grade school. I was like, all right. Uh, and there was two ways to get on the principal's list. One was grades, get a, you know all A's or most A's. And I got most B's as a kid, so I couldn't do it there. So, but the other, I had another avenue. The other avenue was easy. All I had to do was behave and, and not talk. And for anyone who listens to this podcast knows I did not get on the principal's list because I couldn't shut my mouth. Uh, every, every time they moved my seat, I would just talk to whoever I was next to. Like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, like, I didn't care. I was friends with everybody. <clears throat> so... I never got in the principal's list. So, you know, there was sixth grade, my first uh, marking period. My teacher told me, like, congratulations, you got on the principal's list. I was like, yes, you know, like, oh, my God. I ran home and I told my dad. I was like, yes, I got in the principal's list. That's what the teacher said. You know, so he took me to Toys R Us and we got Super Nintendo um, with the, you know, Link to the Past built in. He got me Mega Man X and Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And I was psyched. <clears throat> I got home. I was ready. And my dad said, you know, let's wait for your mom. Let's make sure that, you know, everything's kosher because he didn't want to get in trouble. And I got the, I got my report card for the marking period. And I cried because I got in the honor roll. I missed it by like one A, like a B instead of A. So I'm crying and I'm running to my teacher like, you don't understand. You need to get me on that principal's list. Like I was in tears 
So, of course, you know, I went home and I was depressed and I told my mother and all that. And my mother, strict Jewish mother, made my father take the Super Nintendo back to the store. Like, I did not get it, even though I, I knew oh. it was there. Did not get it. I luckily was able to keep Mega Man X and Super Street Fighter, or Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which I still have those carts to this day. Couldn't play them. <laughs> yeah. So my dad told my brother about it, and he had his old Nintendo with a bunch of sports games because my brother is obsessed with sports, and uh, said, okay, and he shipped up his old Nintendo. He wasn't using it. So my dad didn't tell my mother about this. So Christmas morning comes, and he wakes me up, and he's like, let's come down, and I'll let you open up one present because it's like, 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning so he opens up this box and there is the nes with all these sports games and a few other games i mean mario and uh, felix the cat was notable there too and i was like overjoyed i was like oh my god seriously like after getting the super nintendo ripped i'll gladly take the nes uh and he hooked it up and he's like all right keep playing my, my dad went to bed <clears throat> and when my mother woke up and saw that she was outraged like well, you can't have that blah 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 and my dad's like you're really gonna take it away from her now so she begrudgingly let me keep the nes and from there the rest is history in, in terms of, of gaming on nintendo my own personal but uh that that i am so thankful for my brother for getting me an nes through the door and while everyone else was gaming on super nintendos and even n64s i was still on the nes and loving it <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, you're actually like, uh, for whatever reason, I had a, a, one of the the gifts. I wasn't actually going to talk about this, but it just popped back in my mind. Um, and I could have actually grabbed it if I had been thinking I was going to share this because um, it's just in the, both of them are just in the other room. Um, but one of my my roommates in, in college, we played a lot of Smash Brothers, um, as a lot of people did when they were in college and still do. And um, it was something we we just really enjoyed. We we pride ourselves being like the best on our floor and all that stuff. And uh, and so we played the original one and and, um, and uh, uh, melee and um right before he he went off and, and transferred to a different school um but right before he did um out of the blue this was not holiday season but it out of the blue i think it might have been around holidays who knows um but he bought me uh the two of the um the wavebird um controllers and that was kind of cool because it was just for my friend like out of the blue not even like attached to anything and just saying hey i know you play a lot of this I thought you'd, you know, love playing it wirelessly. Here you go. So that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, my favorite holiday gift, I, I think I, I'm sure that I, at some point I've shared this on, on the podcast before. Um, I know I've, I'm pretty sure I've written about it on our site. Um, and that was the day that I got um, my, my NES. Um, it was, it was something that was just so out of the blue, I wasn't expecting it at all. Unlike you, Barry, um, I hadn't really gamed a whole lot when I was younger. I played um, 2600 over my cousin's house and, and loved it, but I was kind of young at the time um, when he was playing it a lot. And he was he's like four or five years older than me. And so he kind of basically played while I watched along. Um, and then I remember uh, for Christmas, I was over at my grandma's house and my cousin had received an NES. And I remember thinking, you know, how like cool is this? I wanted to play. And finally I got, they handed me the controller and I was so nervous to play Super Mario Brothers. It was crazy. And I was like, oh no, can I actually do this as a little kid and, and played through it. And it was, it was so much fun. Um, and then I remember like 
leaving that night from my grandma's house or in, uh, during the holiday season and going, man, I really wish I had one of these. I don't think I knew what it was before going into that night. But w- once I'd seen it, once I played it, I knew I really wanted one of these. And uh, and my parents apparently had already known. My gra- They worked together with my grandparents. And, uh, and lo and behold, when I got back home that night and I was so disappointed to leave my grandparents' house after I'd been playing uh, Nintendo all night, and uh, really sad that I had to leave behind. Really sad that my cousin got it and I didn't get one. Um, I show up uh, at how, my house that night, and there's just this like black trash bag um, that's like right inside the door. And like that's weird. Why would we leave the trash there? And my, my dad's like, maybe you should open it. And uh, and it was cool to to open it and wasn't you know traditionally wrapped at all. It was in a trash bag, um, but uh, it was cool to like open it and see that I had my own NES. And, uh, and that was, that was it. I have been hooked ever since. And, uh, I blame it that on my, my parents and my grandparents, and they know, um, that the reason why I'm going to do video games so much is because they, they, they did it. It's their fault, um, that long ago. And they finally, uh, gave me my first, my first video game console. So it's been nice was, to have parents that actually willingly give you a system to fight right. over it. God, what about difference? Right. I think uh, as I was thinking of that, but like I don't know. I I know that I bought my own Wii, and I'm pretty sure I bought my own GameCube. I can't remember if I bought my 64. If my parents get, I think I got. I think I got the NES, the the SNES, and the 64 as gifts. I don't remember receiving the SNES or the 64 as gifts. That NES just stands out so much for sure. But I, from that, from the GameCube on, I've been buying my own consoles um, just because I've been hooked so much. And I'm like, I'm not waiting until the holiday season to get it. I'm buying it right as soon as it launches. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was so much fun to, I, I kind of, I don't know. It's one of those memories that I wish I could, you know, you, you had some of those times where you wish I could actually go back and relive that. Cause it was so cool to like play for the very first time and realize that was my, my first system. So that's funny too. GameCube was the first, uh, system for me that I got at launch. Still got it as a gift. Although I had to wait outside Toys R Us to get it. My dad was just paying for it, but that was the first one I got at launch going forward. You know, I got them all as gifts. I play strategically like, oh, I, I don't need my birthday right now. I'll, I'll wait a couple of months. I'll just get that. But yeah, Super Nintendo and N64, I had to work my ass off for <laughs> to finally get those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Omar says that uh, his mom is a gamer and uh, bought uh, their first Nintendo and SNES. And to this day, um, he can uh, barely beat her in Tetris. Uh, my parents were also, that was a game that my, my mom and dad and I uh, played together as well was Tetris. And I remember we used to even link, you know, the GameCube link or uh, Game Boy link uh, together. And like my sister and I both had a Game Boy, but uh, a lot of times I'd play with, with my parents uh, with Tetris as well. So that's really cool. My yeah. grandma used to play Tetris all the time on the PC. Yeah. Nice. I do remember like leaving Toys R Us with my grandma and my mom was really beside herself. She didn't really want us to have a video game console because she figured we'd get addicted to it. And that's why I'm here because <laughs> she was right. <laughs> but um, that's why I don't know what kind of gift it was. I don't know if it was a birthday gift or a Christmas gift or a gift just because I wasn't sure. I know that she was probably like, oh, this would be a hot item and got to get it. And so then we did get the NES and that's kind of how it shaped with me. I was a lot of it was watching my brother play and then eventually joining in as player two as many of those ga- NES games went through. And then I don't exactly remember receiving the SNES, but I imagine that was another gift as well. But um, 
the N64 we were following and we had, me and my brother took a little bit of money out of our bank accounts, supposed to be saving for cars. And then we split it 50, 50 to get the N64. And it was super cool. Cause we went to a store that's no longer in business called Babbage's. Mm-hmm. And, um, they actually sold it the us the council the day before they were before the street date that they were supposed to so um, <laughs> nice i still remember hooking up and playing mario 64 that was just super incredible like seeing that like the first day i remember that so vividly in my head so but oh man That's since cool. the n64 and outside the wii i had pretty much bought every other council after that See, so i'm so envious like you got you got the freaking n64 a day before it launched i didn't get an n64 for another year and i was so desperate for it that i went over to my friend's house who did have it and we played through mario 64 all 120 stars together and recorded it all on vhs and that's all i could do at home was rewatch the gameplay uh, on vhs to enjoy the n64 at home do you still do you still have this vhs Probably somewhere. <laughs> when you find it, we'll have to like burn it and then we upload yes. it to the account. It's not like, you know, now where you see us in the corner like little kids. Like it's just the, from the TV screen, you know. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a reaction video. Yeah, reaction. You suck there. We were dead. <laughs> you should have went this way. The stars that way. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, Babbage's is still around. They're called uh, GameStop now. That's true. Yeah, they, I know they, they, were, I know they were kind of like bought out, but I, I know that name is doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah it's like I know there's probably still a Toys R Us that's open, but I still remember leaving it with the NES. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 64 was actually the first one, the console that I remember following. I think I remember reading about it, you know, in uh, the Nintendo Power magazines and stuff like that back when it was Ultra 64. And, and uh, that was the one, I think, the first one that I remember like consciously like being excited about. Um, before it actually launched um but i don't remember actually getting it for some reason um but i remember i remember the excitement about it coming out but actually getting it is is a lost memory for me and everyone else was playing their 64 and mario 64 i was playing virtual boy that's all i had i do remember being excited about that and and actually upset that i didn't get one even though i knew it was tanking i still wanted one and uh maybe one of these days i'll get one I remember being asked if I wanted one, but I remember playing it at a Blockbuster, another store that's no longer around. <laughs> and I was like, this thing was giving me headaches. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> nice. Well, as we uh, as we close the pages of of what has been, let's let's move to the future. And uh, I know we're we're kind of going a long lot over uh, on time tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. There's a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the future of gaming a little bit and uh, things that we're kind of expecting to happen. So we're gonna we're gonna go through some predictions uh, about gaming in 2019, uh, specifically Nintendo in 2019, and uh, we're just gonna kind of do this around the horn a little bit uh, as we share our predictions and uh discuss them just a little bit um not a whole lot of time we're going to keep it moving a little bit but um wanted to just you know just talk about what we're what we're thinking is going to happen in the uh the year ahead of 2019 so greg let's go to you first and uh share one of your predictions what do you think is going to happen this year all right well i'm first going to preface that i do have all five so i just in case we need any ways to figure it out i know you said three to five in the list yeah. but i i did have five full ones so um I was going to start with my two safer ones to start just because I feel like that's usually more fun way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first prediction for 2019, um, 
is actually a Smash DLC fighter that we'll get with that package. And I have a strong feeling it's going to be a character from Fire Emblem. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be three houses specifically. But I also wouldn't discount like one coming from like the actual heroes game, the mobile game Heroes, which basically has all the other characters in it anyway. So. <laughs> Something to make a lot of people happy. Another, another yeah, problem like, character. <laughs> all right, all I, right. I would also say it probably wouldn't be a sword fighter. They would probably look into someone that maybe even uses a lance or an axe or a dagger or something, some other type class. I really don't see it as being another sword because I think that's the major um, issue with that. Barry, what's your first one? Um, I also did um, did a, a smash prediction for the first. And uh, it's kind of a two for one. My my one that I'm still praying for is still getting Rex Pyramithra. Um, I, I really think that needs to happen. But I do think, like Greg, that they are going to pull a character from the mobile department because of how big it's being. And I do think Dragalia Lost will get a character uh, stage. The problem... I see with that is the main character Yudin is a sword wielder and I definitely can see them either using, you know, a different character um, from that, or they just say, screw it. We're going to make him, you know, Yudin with the sword. But I mean, the, the whole dragons, the elemental dragons, easy smash attack, maybe can have all, you know, five different elements he could swap into. I think that would just be really, really cool. And they've already stated that, their mobile business is huge. Dragalia Lost has made a ton of money so far, and it's only been out like a month and a half. So they're going to want to pull in more people. Uh, I can see them doing something like that. If if not as a DLC fighter pack, I, I definitely see them doing some free fighters in addition to those. And those fighter pack may just be third party, but I can see them throughout the year sprinkling in, even as Echoes, um, some other fighters like Rex and Pyra and, and, and Mithra and, and then of course you didn't um, just coming in like here here's bonus stuff just for promotion because you know what a lot of people haven't tried Dragalia Lost yet <laughs> Steve and and so they're like oh let's try this fighter oh Great and the music <laughs> the music is fantastic I think Greg will agree with me that the music is fantastic in Dragalia and to have that in Smash with a stage like that could bring in more people oh what game is he from oh it's a free game well, let me give it a shot okay. I have played it for five minutes <laughs> that's not playing it oh man okay so i did put five predictions i'm actually gonna put i'm gonna break my own rules a little bit um because i have two predictions that are so similar i'm just gonna throw them together uh for the sake of time and um i, I think these are safe as well i wish they weren't um but i, I think these are safe and they're also um a little negative um i think um Metroid Prime 4 and Pikmin 4 will not come out this year for sure. Um, I think they're going to be pushed back um, at least to 2020, if not 2021. Um, but uh, I don't think we're going to see those games at all this year. I think we're, they're definitely going to be um, games that we potentially see next year, probably late in 2020, I'm thinking. So, um, unfortunately, I would love to play both of those games this year, but I, I definitely don't think they're going to come out this year. All right, uh, Greg, going on to the next one. Well, I mean, that was one of the... I had, I guess I had one that kind of um, piggybacks on that a little bit, but that was one of my riskier ones. But I wasn't going to say that Metroid Prime 4 was coming out this year. I do think we might actually see a potential like teaser, like trailer, kind of like how we saw like that initial Breath of the Wild one, like way, way before, and like people at Game Explain overanalyzed, like just like that 
10 seconds of footage of like him jumping off of the horse and like shooting like the arrow at the guardian. So I do think we'll get like a very small teaser like trailer, but I don't definitely don't see it coming up this year. I do think that they might actually unveil it though. Barry, what's about your next one? Uh, kind of piggybacking <clears throat> this year. You know, if you look at the lineup of potential games, and I'm going to say potential because anything can happen. You know, you've got a ton of great, you know, you've Metro Prime 4, Pikmin 4, Bayonetta 3, uh, Yoshi Crafted World, Demon X Machina, Fire Emblem 3 Houses. I mean, the list goes on. And on Pokemon, uh, it's a stacked list. If you, uh, you know, don't do anything else. Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, New Super U. Um, if you do not add any new games to that, that, that we would call that a banner year, just on its own. <clears throat> but we know that they're going to have to announce games this year. They have to. And a lot of people give Nintendo flag. I still see people Mario one eight eighty five, whatever. Like they still don't understand that Nintendo puts that more than Mario and Zelda games. And it's really sad, but ignorance is bliss, I guess. But uh, people have clamored, especially since Pikmin for new IP, Nintendo put out new IP and they have trickled out new IP. But over the past few years, they've really been hammering since Splatoon, you know, they've been throwing out, brand new ip and even as recently as we had ever oasis on the 3ds we have dragalia lost on the mobile and demon x machina this year i see them coming out with at least one brand new ip in addition to demon x machina that we're not going to see coming because they don't need to give us another safe thing we don't they don't need a crutch they have a huge lineup so they have the ability to go brand new here's a brand new ip we've been working oh they have another one town um, I, I think that's a Nintendo published, so that might be another one. Um, but, but something else, something brand new that they're going to come out of nowhere with and uh, knock our socks off. Like, what is this? This is crazy. This is wacky. This is everything we want. Oh, this is from Nintendo. Holy crap. Um, kind of like Splatoon, what Splatoon did, but on a grander level. I don't know what it is because Nintendo knows what I want before I know what I want. Um, so that's my prediction. We're going to see somewhere. We're going to see a brand new IP. Cool. Cool. They have the bug in your house, right? And they're in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. New IP is always exciting. So I I hope that's correct. I hope that's definitely correct. Um, I'm going to go on the switch route for a bit. And, uh, and I think Nintendo is going to hear the fans and I, and I think they're actually going to provide uh, SNES games on their uh, Nintendo online service. I think uh, this year they're going to, uh, you know, break out beyond the NES online and they're actually going to bring SNES games to their online service as well. And, uh, and continue to, to pump out both. I don't, I don't think we're going to grow beyond uh, SNES this year, but I think they're going to add uh, the Super Nintendo games uh, to their service this year. Can't wait for that day, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You need to expand it. (laughs) For sure, for sure. And maybe they'll make uh, SNES uh, Joy-Con controllers too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Greg, what's your next one? All right, I'll go back to the safe one that I had skipped over. Um, I think that the Mario Kart Tour will launch this year. Um, if not that, then definitely we will get some sort of uh, grand announcements reveal of Mario Kart 9 for Switch. Cool. Yeah, it's one of those games I totally forget about. That I really announced. think that, like, since now that Smash is here, and now once they gotta hit the get the other part of the one-two punch with Mario Kart, so yeah, that'd be fun. I, I, I'm looking forward to trying, it, even though I forget about it all the time. <laughs> Barry, about your next one. Uh, it's been talked about by other people in predictions, but. The more I think about it, I really expect Nintendo to do it this time, um, and that is console hardware revision. Uh, you know, the, 
people clamored for a Wii HD and Nintendo never delivered for whatever stupid reason, but they always seem to deliver even when we don't want it on their handhelds. You know, we didn't ask for the GBA SP, but it was great. We certainly didn't ask for the micro. Um, you know, the, the DSI was not asked for. It was neat, but it wasn't needed. Uh, and the new 3DS came out of nowhere. Same with the new 2DS XL. Um, so I definitely see them doing a more powerful switch. However, I can see them actually going above and beyond. I can see them hearing people and, and actually giving a more powerful, not just a little bit more powerful, but powerful enough to say, look, third parties really want to be on the Switch. And they have to go to poor panic button to constantly port their games over. If they did a Switch Pro where third parties could say, look, just put your game on the Switch. We're still going to make our games for both platforms and give people the option. Uh, it's not unprecedented under you know their handhelds and all that. They've done it. They've done it for several generations at this point. Uh, I can honestly see them doing it with Switch Pro exclusive games. I can see some people outright raged, why can't I play the new Call of Duty on my regular Switch? And, and that comes with the territory. Um, but I can I can definitely see them. It's, it's going to be you know going into the third year, third holiday. And the thing that's scary is PS5 and Xbox 4 or 2 or whatever they're going to call it. Uh, they're they're both on the horizon. If they don't come out 2019, they're most certainly coming out 2020. And if Nintendo does not do something to pull in those third parties and have something comparable, I fear that the Switch success will taper off and we're going to get the same Nintendo games that they've been producing and the, the support, and we're going to get the indies galore, but we're going to be like, hey, where's EA? Oh, they're not doing anymore. Or, hey, where's Capcom? They're not doing anymore. Because the only reason we was able to do that is because of the PS2 and because of the PSP. They were able to take the Wii, the money to put into Wii games and port it to other systems to get more chances at sales. They're not going to necessarily do that with the Switch. Um, they might. The Switch might be successful enough, but it's by proving like outsourcing to panic button already happening, that's all they're going to do is they're going to outsource. And not every company is going to be equal. So we're going to get things like Arc Park, where here it is on the Switch, but it plays like garbage, um, versus, oh, well, now you know that Arc Park that sucks? Well, now you can put in your Switch Pro, and it actually runs better because it's got more RAM and more graphical capabilities. Um, so I really want it to happen. I hope it happens. I, you know, other people clearly want it to happen. And the more I think about it, I think it will happen. And at the same time, devil's advocates like, no, it's not going to happen. This is Nintendo <laughs> we're talking about, but I got to hope. Nice. So uh, I, I don't mean to jump on any other predictions you have, but are you talking just the pro version? Because I know it's been rumored this, this mini version too. So you're just, just thinking the pro version for that's definitely coming out in 2019. Yeah, I, I definitely think just one. I mean, it could be the light. But I don't think light is going to help them right now. Like light is usually just, like the Wii Mini, for example, um, which was the last light system they did. Uh, it comes at the end of the life cycle. It's just a he, we can pr cheaply produce this. Let's just try to grab any stragglers at this point. The Switch doesn't need a light version right now to grab stragglers. And the 3DS is still being supported, so it doesn't need a portable-only Switch to take the place of the 3DS because they're still pushing 3DS stuff for however long. So while they're still pushing 3DS, I don't see them cannibalizing what little sales are left with the Switch Lite. And I don't see them – because that's just going to confuse 
people. What's the Switch Lite versus the Switch? What's the difference? The Switch Pro might as well, but with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, I think people at this point are more conditioned <clears throat> to mid-cycle hardware revisions on top of the new 3DS and its terrible name and the new 2DS XL, etc. So I don't think okay. a Lite this year. Gotcha. You know, was, me personally, I would absolutely love it, but as a consumer, I was kind of dreading it because it's like, well, I don't want to have to upgrade my current Switch. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you don't have to, but I know, here's the but I'm going to want like the next game that's like exclusive to it, like the next <laughs> Zelda game or whatever. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nintendo won't do exclusives in that sense. Like, I really don't think they will. They did it with the new 3DS with Xenoblade, and they did it with Fire Emblem Warriors, which was Tecmo, um, because they had to. Those games just couldn't run on the the 3DS proper. But, you know, like if you say, oh, the new Call of Duty is coming out. Oh, it's not on the the, the Switch, regular Switch. It's only on the Switch Pro. That sucks. I got to buy another whole thing. That's better than not getting it at all. So your choice is buy another Switch to play it on the go or buy buy a PS4 and Xbox One to play that game. Mm -hmm. Because those are your only options. Even if, if Nintendo doesn't do a Switch Pro, it's buy a PS4 and Xbox One or PC to play those games. That's your option right now because it's not going to Switch. So I'd rather have the game on the Switch Pro than not on the Switch ar- architecture at all. And that's where we really need to look at it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you uh, mentioned that uh, revised Switch, uh, Barry, because that is actually the next uh, prediction that I have as well. However, um, I, I am in the camp of I don't think it's going to come out in 2019. I think they're going to announce it in 2019, um, but it's not going to come out until 2020. Um, I think also not necessarily that it may not be ready yet, um, but I think as well, I think if putting it off to 2020, um, people that want to upgrade, that's not as bad. Now it's been a little more, it's an extra year on there. And it's like, okay, I spent that money a few years ago, similar to like the PS4 to the PS4 Pro upgrade. I think it'd be a little more time in between those launches. And I think people would be a little more relaxed about upgrading. Wait, um, do I you think I they're going to announce it this year? I think they're going to announce it this year, but not come out until next year. Don't you think that was going to cannibalize their holiday season if they announce it and then people say, well, I was going to get a Switch this holiday, but now I'm going to wait for a Switch Pro. Maybe, maybe. If I you think notice. it depends on it depends on what it really it depends on the price and depends on how much um, like how much you can do with one versus the other. Because I think like what you're saying, like you don't have to upgrade. I think if they do it that way, which I think they will, um, then then a lot of people that are just are more along the casual lines or not that super deep hardcore audience that really wants to play the top games, they're going to be okay with getting the current Switch because they they don't want to spend the extra hundred or $50 or whatever it ends up being um, to get that pro version, they're okay with getting that. So I think I think because of it being that type of a thing, it, they won't cannibalize it as much. I think if it be like their brand new system that doesn't have any compatibility at all, then they may cannibalize. But I think a, a uh, something like, like a, a different version, an upgraded version, I don't think will cannibalize it as much. If you look at their previous like revisions, the... they've been announced and released on the exact same year. Every yeah. one of them. Well, say, so didn't they announce like the what was it, the 3DS XL, like when the 3DS was already announced or something like that, or they announced the 3DS right when that was launching or something? No, the 3DS XL that. came out like two years after the 3DS. When the 3DS launched, it was just the 3DS. No, I remember it was like something. I think it was between like the DS. Maybe there was a DSi XL and the um, 3DS. The DSi XL and the DSi came out. I think around the same time or the SI XL came out shortly after the DSI. 
but the 3ds might have been announced came out i think it was already announced though so dsi excel came out before the long before the 3ds though i'm pretty sure yeah i I know it launched before but i thought we had like confirmation that 3ds was like coming in like march or whatever you're talking a new console versus a revision of an old console i mean the wii mini was announced and and came out after the wii u I mean, the the NES top loader came out after the SNES, and the SNES Mini came out after the N64. So it's not unusual for an old console to get a new revision after a new console came out. The new 2DS XL came out after the Switch came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 this is not necessarily unprecedented for them to announce it that that far in advance. And I think uh, I think this might be one of those things. I think because it's not a brand new console, it's just a revision. I think I don't know. This might be far out there. Hey, it's prediction time, right? Um, I can I can be crazy in my prediction. I'm interested to see which one of us is right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Part of me hopes that it's me, and part of me hopes that it's you, um, because my my wallet <laughs> hopes that I am correct. Um, but my 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 gamer like inside wants you to be correct because I want to play that new system, but I just don't want to pay for it. So <laughs> Christmas present, right? We were just talking about getting systems for Christmas. That is right? true. I get, I, I don't even have to necessarily get a, a pro version of it at launch. I'd be okay with waiting until, till, till Christmas for that. So, and if they launch it in November, that would be like perfect time for Christmas. And my birthday's in early December. So there you go. There instead. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, what's your next prediction? The one that's probably um, really out there. Um, I think it's time that we're probably going to get like a franchise revival. So like perhaps like a new Kid Icarus game, maybe an F-Zero game, or maybe even Punch-Out that's been dormant for a generation. So um, I think like something classic is going to be making its comeback on Switch. Have, have any one that you're really hoping for or... Or just kind of. Well, I did really enjoy like the Kid Icarus side, so I would obviously really love that. But I don't know if Sakurai would <laughs> be working on that, or but I don't know if they'll have another studio work on it. So I think that's more of the ones completely unlikely. I think F Zero might be first before that. So okay, that'd be fun. Make a lot of people happy for sure. All right, Barry, what's your next one? I also had a dormant series come back, but it wasn't any of those. Uh, Star Tropics. Ah. See, Star Tropics, American developed, hasn't had a game since the NES. Zelda Breath of the Wild took off. There's clearly, and single player games in general have been super successful uh, the past few years. Game, you know, in the Game Awards, God of War won Game of the Year. Before that, Breath of the Wild did both single player games. <clears throat> uh, I can see them. We need something similar. And Star Tropics, it's time Mike comes back. You know, he really needs to come back. He needs some love. Zoda was such a cool enemy. There was time travel. There, there, there were so many elements about that game that I think brought to the new technology, newer audience. Yeah, it, it just would work. Like, it would work really well. And it's often forgotten about. Not even a Smash Brothers representation or even a spirit for Mike Jones. Yeah. Then do you see it uh, kind of resembling the past, like a top down, or do you think they're going to bring it into 3D? How are they going to do it, you think? Or- uh, I can see them doing 3D like Breath of the Wild. If they were doing another system like the 3DS, I could see it being like, you know, top down, like a link between worlds. But I think they 
really need to bring back that franchise. And I see them prior to bringing the first two to the NES online uh, as a no-brainer to drum up interest. And maybe even a Smash Fighter, you know, bring Mike. I mean, come on, we already have Ness with the yo-yo and stuff, you know, right? And Or Lucas with the yo-yo. Like, like bring in Mike. Show, he was the original yo-yo user. You know, he did it before Mother. Like, let's <laughs> let's show him how it goes. It could be it could be happening. And another the Smash the Smash characters apparently are supposed to be big, so it might be something like that. Who knows? All right, uh, my last prediction since I combined two um, actually kind of goes back just a bit to what we were talking about um, a second ago with the Switch and and the 3DS and everything. But I'm I'm actually going to predict this. This might be a little far out there. Um, but I think they're going to stop manufacturing the 3DS after after 2019. I think uh, 2019 is going to be the swan song for the uh, 3DS. Um, I think they're going to they're going to shift their focus um, to Switch. Maybe the Switch Pro. Um, maybe eventually, you know, in 2020, you know, come around to the Switch Mini or something that Switch Lite or something like that. Um, maybe they develop another system. I don't know. That's that's beyond 2019. But I think 2019 is going to be the uh, like I said, the swan song for the 3DS and the 2DS. I think they're gonna they're gonna kiss it goodbye at the end of this year. I think that's safe. So, yeah. all right, uh, Greg, what do you think? Last one. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast prediction if I didn't go with Super Mario Maker Deluxe. So, <laughs> anyone that knows me knows I love Super Mario Maker. Let's get that uh, sequel onto Switch. I think that was a prediction from last year as well. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was from E3 earlier this year. <laughs> or earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. So as long as we're having predictions, it's until it happens. It's, it's, right it's always going to be on the list until it happens. <laughs> oh, the man. best Wii U game, it has to make it over. <laughs> That's it's very again. The community is still pretty strong. There's people still uploading levels, celebrating the game's anniversaries. It's there's still a pretty big scene for it, especially yeah. on YouTube and everything. So yeah, I think like you, Greg. I, I know it's going to happen sometime because there is a huge uh, following there and make a lot of people happy and make them a ton of money. Um, I just I think it's, it's a matter of no effort. You're just like a level editor that like you let all your fans create the levels for you. So yeah, yeah. All right, Barry, what's your last one? Uh, like Greg, I had to go with the same tired prediction that I've been doing for years now. And I figure, you know, you throw enough darts at the board, eventually one's going to stick, and one time this is finally going to stick, and I can stop saying it, but we're finally going to learn what the heck Retro's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that ties in with my new IP. Maybe that's what they're doing. But my God, what are they doing? Tropical Freeze was so long ago at this point. You have to, what are you twiddling your thumbs? Like, what are you doing in office? You, they, they, you retro people go to office every day. What are you working on? The developing Star Tropics. Maybe. That would be amazing. I, would, I wouldn't mind retro fitting in with some of my other predictions. That's fine. Yeah, what, what if you had like three predictions all in one? That just happened. Yeah. Hey, that would be a trifecta. They're working right? on the Switch Pro and they're working on. It's only going, Star Tropics is being reject, uh, developed by Retro that's only going to work on the, the Switch Pro. That would be amazing. I'll take it. I'll gladly take it. I just want to know what they're doing. Like, oh my God, it's, I love every one of their games and we know they're not doing Metroid Prime 4. What are they doing? Like, <laughs> there's, there's like, ter like turmoil, and people are like, oh, retro Exodus with people, but other people say it's totally fine, and other people say Nintendo wants to shut it down. And 
what I, I can't fathom what they're they got a great talent they've got a great studio they've got a name that's their new rare what are they doing yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll find out this year <laughs> hopefully well, now it's a new donkey kong country game and every but most a lot of people are gonna like go what <laughs> i'd be fine as long as i know I what they're I'll, doing I'll find out something <laughs> i love the dk games but i know a number of people probably the vast majority of people are going to be very disappointed to hear if it's not good game. let them be disappointed <laughs> at least i know what they're doing that's all i want to know you need to you need to make a personal trip wherever their office is and just like knock on the door and Text. see if you get in Hey, can I get a, can I get a tour <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they're bringing back raven blade that would be cool. I'll gladly take Ravenblade. I was excited for that game before they canceled it. See what's going on. Who knows? Maybe they're developing the next Eternal Darkness as well. Uh, that that oh, would be an amazing no, prediction. If don't it even. That would be amazing. It's, but yeah. You anyhow. know what? You know what? Eternal Darkness got a spirit in Smash Brothers, and Star Tropics didn't. Okay. <laughs> There's still hope. Oh, man, speaking of that was actually my my friend that like I played Eternal Darkness and uh, Resident Evil, and that same guy that got me the 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 GameCube controllers. Like <laughs> it was so great to like watch him like or have him like in the same room because he'd like freak out when like I played those games. Like he was terrified to like watch me play. It was awesome. All right, so those are our predictions. Uh, let's move forward to the things we know are coming out. Um, Greg, what are the games that, that you know are coming out this year that you're like are, are topping your list? And you can just kind of go through all of them. You know, we don't have to do one at a time. But uh, what, what are you most excited about that's definitely coming out this year? We just mentioned three: um, Yoshi's <laughs> Crafted World and uh, definitely Fire Emblem Three Houses. Nice, nice. That's a good list. Barry, uh, what are you most excited about this year? Uh, actually, uh, Yoshi is up, up there. And, uh, if it comes out Metroid prime four and Bayonetta three, um, I say if, because we don't have dates, uh, and demon X machina, I'm really liking everything I see about that game. And I don't think people are giving it the credit it deserves. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's actually on my list as well. Damn X Machina. Um, also, uh, we just mentioned three, you guys mentioned, I'm excited about the Pokemon game that's coming out. So we already talked about that. You know, I, I skipped over let's, let's go, but I'm excited about the, uh, the official game, you know, the, the full game or whatever, um, that's coming out. Um, I'm excited as you guys found out from a previous podcast about Marvel ultimate Alliance three. Um, very excited about that. Um, excited about trials rising. Um, because, uh, we've, we've tried those other games, um, that well, I won't mention right now. Um, you can check out our game chats about those. And, uh, you know, that's mixed and everything, but Trials has been a consistently good game, I think, and uh, be cool to have that on Switch. Um, and um, I'm also excited. <laughs> I'm excited about Munchkin um, because I, I love the Munchkin card game, um, and I'm really interested to see how this this uh, translates into, into a Switch game. And so um, I'm mostly excited to learn more. I don't, I don't know if I'll pick it up necessarily, but I'm excited to, to learn more about how that's actually going to play out and uh, I'm interested in it. So uh, yeah, Munchkin is also on my list. Uh, Omar in the chat says, uh, my wife would love a new Donkey Kong country game, um, which is, uh, which is cool. Like the Donkey Kong country games are always, always great. Um, I think I'm, I'm not as excited as I once was about them, but they're always great games. Um, so I'd, I'd also be excited, but I, I hope retro is working on something different. Um, but like you, Barry, I, I would be just, 
satisfied to hear what they're working on, um, even if it is more Donkey Kong. I, yeah, I follow the same suit, um, suit right there. So, yeah, I would still um, pick up DK, even though I was memeing about it before. So, <laughs> So, uh, man, if you guys are, are just checking us out um, for the first time, uh, we want to encourage you guys to subscribe. We also want to and encourage you guys to uh, write in. We love having your questions uh, in future episodes. We want to um, definitely address your questions. And uh, the best way to send us your, your questions is to send an email to podcast at nintendofuse.com and uh, ask us whatever you're, whatever you're wondering. Um, you know, and maybe it's something about our own gaming habits. Maybe it's our, our thoughts about a particular story or game or whatever we'd love to have your questions and we can address those in future episodes and you can also connect with us on social media so we have uh, twitter and just follow us at nintendo fuse um, we're also on facebook uh, facebook.com slash nintendo fuse we're on instagram so you can connect with us uh, on any of those social platforms as well and uh, especially here on youtube if you're watching uh, live or later on make sure you subscribe and hit that bell to be alerted uh, about every new video that we post every time we go live and you can do that uh share it with others um we'd love to connect with you and uh hear about what you're what, what you're playing but what you're thinking about all this news as well and uh hear about your predictions so throw those in the comments as well and um with all that being said man we've been talking about a lot of gaming stuff tonight um anything you guys want to say to as we wrap up i i know there's a maybe another rumor is is the nintendo fuse podcast going to be setting up something very have you heard anything I, maybe? I, there's a rumor going around that there's a nintendo direct happening <gasps> maybe this week or next week and, and you know that follows suit with our nintendo fuse podcast and i'm looking forward to it they, they historically do a january direct and uh it, it's about time we, we need one sure greg you think it's gonna happen oh for sure like with barry we've been tracking this stuff for a while so we know there's a january one so it's just like is it this after this podcast or is it after our next podcast like we all want it after this one but might have to wait until after the next one because we know they they totally just follow behind whatever we do so now that we're every other week then maybe they they have more options now so no that's true So cool. Well, well they are nephews doing their podcast again. Okay, well, Thursday. <laughs> they they haven't picked up on the fact that it's every other week yet. So, like, they didn't, <laughs> didn't check our calendar or anything. So. You know, what is coming. It's probably a nice uh, fate channel soon. So, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> Can't you I guess- tell? <laughs> there'll, there'll probably be another letter from the the uh, director of Dragalia Lost as well. I look forward to those. As long as they're not narrated by the Faye no. person, that's all I care about. <laughs> like that, all that information is probably great, especially for people that that play that game. But I just cannot watch them and listen to them. Um, I'm sure there's people think, saying the same thing about me. I just can't listen to the Nintendo Fuse podcast because of Steve's voice. But I don't think I'm as annoying as the Faye person, the, the Faye character. So. <laughs> Uh, with all that being said, guys, I hope you guys uh, have a great couple weeks of gaming until we are back on our next episode on January 21st, 2019. Um, it's crazy. We're in 2019. Um, I, I haven't, I don't think I messed up saying 2018 yet or ri- writing 2018. I've been better so far this year, but we're only seven days in. So, yeah, I haven't had to write the year yet. So, <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I'm waiting for that first moment to. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. The first time you're like, oh, it's not an eight anymore. It's a nine. But uh, yeah, thanks again for, for joining me, guys. And uh, we'll, we'll see you back here on uh, January 21st for our next episode. Have a great one, guys. Catch you later.